The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep it. Hey everybody, this is Sarah. This is Megan. And you are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. Welcome. Yes, thank you for joining us and listening to us today. Um, Our editor, Gary, he gets... Did you know that he gets 364 vacation days a year? Does that seem like a lot? <laughs> when I signed the contract, I thought, well, that seems like what everyone uh, gets. And then I realized wow. that seemed in the, in, like not quite. No. So, I mean, he's on vacation again. You, so that was a bad deal on your part. I really you didn't dropped the, it on that one. You didn't I really dropped print. it. Yeah. So. I just, you know. So okay. we are, this is coming out a little late, but we'll get it to you. Yes. Um, Maybe you can listen on your way home from right. work instead yeah. of your way to work. And you might be happy in a happier mood, too. Maybe. Way from home. you're leaving. We're going to quickly thank some new Patreons that we have, which, uh, thank you, my goodness. So if you want to c- help support us, and we are going to get some episodes on Patreon. Are we? We are... Um, we are like a human, but inside is a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, if you want to donate to a humanoid shit piece, you can go to Patreon and look up. It's uh, always the husband. Oh, we thank you. Yeah, and we thank you in, uh, beyond words that we can say. Mm-hmm. Jeff Shepstone bumped up to a Momoa, I think, because I believe he is Canadian, and Canadian money is different than our monies. So I am going to give him... Um, not really like a sexy Momoa, maybe like a Momoa activist Momoa, where he's, you know, he's not uh-huh. like saying, I want to sniff your butthole. He's maybe just talking more um, on other matters uh-huh. for Jeff, some good, good earth matters. So we'll put that in the water. That was nice. Oh, my God. Every time he talks. Yeah. I melt. Um, Emily Utter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. We have Charlotte Brooks. Thanks, Emily and Charlotte. Which looks like she's from Great Britain of some sort because she has a funny money. Then we call her Lata. Yes. Or yes. I don't know what they do. Char? Charlie? Charlie? Do they do Charlie's there? I don't know. We call our Charlotte's Charlie. Whitney Hand. Whitney. Thank you so much, Whitney. And she's been a member of our group and stuff, too. Yes, she's great. Um, Well, a lady we know pretty well, Tiffany Corbin Westland. What? I know. She has been Oh um, my god. Fantastic. A lifesaver yes, she has. and a friend and a hilarious poster. Yeah. And she is. She's just kills it every time. Kills it every time. We missed out again on a time to connect this weekend. Like, I know. Every time we go out, then she's like with her friend and then the day after we're like, oh, we should have met up, but we no. never do. 
Um, and Tracy Keegan with Megan from South mm. Africa. South Africa. South Africa. South Africa. Um, I would <laughs> what love are you to be. I think to that's do? how they say it that's in their accent. South Africa. Accent? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I would love to visit okay. South Africa and okay. see the sharks and the stuff. Like they have penguins? lovely. They have penguins. I think. I don't know. Possibly. I like to. What's that? That jump off the yeah. rock of. Gibraltar, maybe is that where South Africa. We don't know South Africa. I'm unsure of my geography. Um, we know it's in Southern Africa. Sorry about that's about what we know. My dumbness. But we love you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, and on our Facebook funny, I just am going to say I appreciate every single one of the Amber Turd memes, <laughs> <laughs> and continue to not be able to get enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she today tried to dismiss the case because I bet she is shitting herself. She did. I didn't knowing hear that this. she has to go on the stand okay. and to not perjure herself, she would have to tell the truth. But that bitch ain't telling the truth. She don't care. If she perjures um, so herself. Her, though, does she? No. Well, she's already has in her yeah. deposition. Okay. Um, but they tried to dismiss it, and the judge said, "Bitch, sit down. No <gasps> way." Um, like we've been sitting, we've been here. For 900 weeks, we're not stopping now. Right. And she's, she even said, a reason I can't on your terms is because there's ample evidence for Mr. Right. Depp to win. Right. So I'm not going to dismiss, right. which I can see with my own eyes. Right. And she just sat there like, I'm shitting in the chair. That's yeah. Look. I know I've done it on the bed, yeah. but no, I do it on the chair. I prefer shitting in beds due to the silk <laughs> sheets on my asshole. Chairs are more difficult. But I'm mad at you, so I'm yeah. going to do it here. And, what well, did you have a Facebook funny? Uh, I love them all, too. I really liked, was it um, Angela Casso who put the musical of Johnny Depp and Amber oh, Heard yeah, singing? So good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's no way down from that. I mean, for her. Love, She's like, always going to be known no. as Amber Turd. Yeah. And everyone I mean, hates every, her. Yeah. She fucked this up Ooh, bad. Sorry. Um, our glitter, my glitter this week is a gift that I just got from Kristen Roberts, oh who God. we're going to put her business up, yeah, cups, case cups, and creations. I got the Jesus clock. <laughs> that is now, I think, my favorite possession over even, I mean, my husband is not even close. Obviously, I'm no. not going to say him. No. My child is way higher. This is way higher than my child, yeah. way higher than Randy. <laughs> Diego or my pets is the Jesus clock where Jesus says Jesus Christ would you look at the time <laughs> for some reason I think that's the best she made it and I had a bad week we can just stop it there yep. I had a bad yep. week and that was that it's perfect. did wonders it's perfect it's perfect yeah I almost cried when I saw yeah. how happy you she were. opened it first yeah and, and I, I was like, like Sarah you are gonna die <laughs> I don't know how she made it and it's You're a perfect working clock and yes, it is Jesus. That was, that was what Sarah said. It works. It's a working <laughs> clock. Because <laughs> normally I get prizes that are, you know, like my te- or, uh, my deodorant appreciation last yeah. week was literally, or last year was a blank card. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, school. Or deodorant factory, a blank card. Everyone else got a gift card. But, and I mean, it was literally you. blank, too. No writing in it. Like, there blank. Nothing Someone put it. a blank card in the envelope. And then I got that. That one like no gift and no writing it was so typical 
Um, but also it's that we were somehow, I mean, my God, I don't know how this somehow there is, well, there's a magazine called Minnesota women's press and Mm -hmm. every year they do a best of the best. And it's actually fun to see like best thrift shop. And I had heard of that one. I thought, well, now I'm going to go and look at it. Um, and then best like realtors, restaurants, all sorts. I mean, everything you can, coffee shops, like ice cream. Right. And for podcast, best Minnesota podcast, the winner was a podcast called on being, um, by Krista Tippett. Tippett. Um, and she has been around forever and this is like a nationally. Oh yeah. This is everywhere. She's on our NPR and, and NPR. Yeah. Um, like she's very famous and her, this podcast is like religion spirituality yeah, yeah. kind of like yep that kind of thing so i of course never listened to it but my husband no. does his family likes it no but it's dignity it's dignity well produced researched it's i mean it's actually top notch legit yeah like, it's she excellent. might have her own studio and, right and she yeah. is worthy of accolades she is a learned she's very podcaster. learned yeah um and then second was two whores that talk about buttholes and dicks how embarrassing for you minnesota how embarrassing what if someone didn't know either and they listen to krista and go like oh my gosh well how what this is amazing enlightening it's i I learned something it helped me with my in my life and then you (laughs) and you're like now i'm gonna try this one buttholes So I don't know how, but thank. I mean, my God, thank you for voting or list even listening. I just we don't know when this happened. Like I was like, did we tell people to vote for us? There was like, no, we do not know the, how this happened. Right, we know I nothing know. of how this happened. So I mean, I just, we don't know South Africa. We don't know. Well, I'm a shut in. That's my excuse. Yeah, we don't know anything, but we are number two. We are number two to a woman with dignity. <laughs> Isn't it class <laughs> than ass? <laughs> But Minnesota women are, you know, they have variety in their yeah. learnings. Yes. <laughs> and taste. Yes. yes. They can be bottom of and the barrel. Yes. And they can enjoy yes. top of creme de la creme. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- again, thank you. We're it's blown amazing. away. Yeah. Buttholes are in Jupiter. <laughs> a ju- I mean, I couldn't have had a luckier uh-huh. day with that. Uh-huh. We- um, yeah. My glitter in the shitter, I... I've been a reading fiend. You have been. Yeah. I'm so I'm excited well, when you find good books. I know. Um, sometimes, you know, it depends on at the deodorant factory if I'm doing a lot of work that has to do with like reading yeah. what some of the deodorants write. Like sometimes that then I can't, I don't have enough time to read books, but I've been really killing it. And my son, Rory, is like a book fiend. He's like yes. such a nerd. He always has and a book. So he reads every night. So we call it book club. Mm-hmm. So I've just had to, I'm like, okay, well, right. Like he loves it. I have to, right. I have to be excited about this. Cause my girls were like, mm-hmm. mine has never read yes. a book. And it's been the shame of my life yeah. that my girls didn't love reading. But, um, so I've been reading, I read this book was actually recommended by another one of the, uh, deodorant factory employees. Uh, who's also, you know, she's one of our colleagues. Her name is Claire. She told me, read this book by Tiffany D. Jackson. It's called Grown. Not Grown. Oh, G-R-O-W-N. And um, it was really good. It was a quick read. I finished it in a couple days. It was a little bit dark. 
Um, it's YA again, because that's my shit. But uh, it, I don't know if I would tell my deodorants to read it because it was based on the R. Kelly scandal. Is that why you're wearing a shirt that says Queen of the P? Hi. <laughs> I wondered yes. why you were wearing that. Yes. Yes. Uh, no. Our, well, that's a tough one. Eighth grade might be a little, I mean, eight deodorant level. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like the sixth deodorant level, we're always reading Twilight and there's pound going to Pound Town all the time. And they talk about pounding in there? Yes. Oh. Um, this one, I mean, it was, you know, there was a lot of grooming. Yeah. There was some abuse, some sexual content. But I mean, look at Judy, whole... like all the Judy Bloom and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that all had porking on waterbeds and such. Yeah, some fine. I mean, it's it a... was it was interesting. It was a quick read and it was uh, uh, the protagonist It was a young black girl. And so like one of the things that the author who... Um, <clears throat> has written a lot of other good YA books too, but um, she her quote was right: the most disrespected person in America is the black woman, and so it you know it ta- they basically talked about how she was groomed and then wasn't listened to. Right? She was crazy. Right. She was a whore. She was, um, and so it was interesting hmm. and good and I mean, people, quick. Yeah. Um, well, we need YA books, though, too, that are all yeah. topics, I feel. Yes. Instead of just sugarcoating yes. Yeah, everything. high school, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I would read, read Sweet yeah. Valley High over any other book. Of course. But of course. sometimes just seeing that life is brutal and right. not fair is, right. A, right. you know, to introduce right. you to that point of view. Right. Um, we are doing a special, a May special. May is dedicated to mothers mother's day is in may and mm-hmm. the world wouldn't be as we know it without dear mothers um, and even if you don't have actual children that are humans you're still a mother you're a mother of your cats yes your dogs you're a mother to your friend's ugly your children friend's when she brings children. your friends your yes. friend brings her ugly kids to your house you gotta pretend you like them you have and, to go to their birthday yeah. parties mm-hmm you have to tend to your plants and care for your plants and talk to them yeah, and sing to them so they grow. Maybe you have like four nephews and you just can't even stand them, yeah. but you got to babysit them all the time. Yeah. So to women everywhere. You're a mother. You're you're a mom. Because if you even have a spouse, female or male, you're you, a at mom. times you've mothered that <laughs> spouse. Yes. So um, this is for yes. all of the women. But this is for those stank moms. Yes. Moms that are huge pieces of shit. Right. Gutter trash, subhuman, fecal matter. <laughs> They're amber turds. <laughs> and these women, uh, we are going to discuss, well, women and their children. It maybe yes. might be a female. Women yeah. and the child that they mothered so delicately that the child turns into a serial killer Mm -hmm. or just some sort of massive Mm -hmm. killer or just Mm -hmm. gross piece of shit. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah. Which is, I feel, um, the chances are very high. If you have an abusive psychotic mother for you to be psychotic. Yes. And it is not your fault. It should be like, God fucking damn it. 
Hello. Hello. Sorry. Um, Randy. Yeah, I think it's Randy okay. jumped on the computer again because I have no skills to mother a cat. And he does what he wants. And he sucks. Um, so our first killer, we watched a show called Most, The Most Evil Killers in the World. And we are going right to Ed Gein. You know, because when I feel when you think of a mother that has tainted their son yeah. into being a killer, Ed Gein is the example. Augusta Gein. Augusta Gein did is it. number one. She hit it and kicked it hardcore in the <laughs> shit mom department. She yes. is the queen of it. Because if you're saying now, I don't know who Ed Gein is. Well, then what the hell is wrong with you? I want to say what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you? Unless you're a young and you're not as familiar with the true crime, you wouldn't know. Or maybe you're just getting into it and you wouldn't know. Um, Uh, Ed Gein was the first serial killer I ever learned about. My mom told me about him. Well, in our area, he's like, yeah, I mean, we're not. We're farther. We had Jeffrey Dahmer. Like at our how old were we? Were we in high school when Jeffrey Dahmer? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I remember some, for some reason I must have asked her, I don't know, and she told me about Ed Gein and I right. remember that was well, like, it's, holy shit. When you hear yeah. about him once, you don't yeah. forget it. No. But if you know Psycho, okay, if you know Norman Bates, yep. based on Ed Gein, if you yep. know, if you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it has yep. a family of fucked up fucks, <laughs> that's based on Ed Gein. Um, yes. And if you like Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. that was based on Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. So his sick fuck legacy has permeated our pop culture and it all goes back again to Augusta Gein who was just a I mean stable loving uh how Ed intelligent out the way he did I I don't know how I, know I don't know either um so this is way back 1954 was yeah. when Ed did he only had two murders but it could be three if we yeah. include a sibling um, so we're going to start with 1954. Um, a, a lovely year, I feel. Did you find out anything? What were people watching for movies they, in well, 1954? Well, some of my favorite, The Long Long Trailer, which is Lucy and Desi, oh. with the top TV show of I Love Lucy. Yeah. Um, Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Okay. Grace Kelly was on fire. She won the Oscar for The Country Girl. She oh. was in Dial M for Murder. Yeah. And she was in Rear Window. Yeah. I feel one of the best movies ever made. Okay. Um, Sabrina with Audrey Hepburn <gasps> and the fashion of Givenchy. Yeah. Uh, that's too amazing. Brigadoon. Really? On the waterfront with Marvin, Melvin, Melvin. Martin Short. <laughs> I always get him and Kirk Douglas mixed up. That's he wasn't no. in on the waterfront. No. Oh. No. Okay. Oops. Um A Star is Born with Judy Garland, White Christmas, um, all of that. And TV was Ozzy and Harriet. All those good Bozo the Clown started Ew. and is still on. No. Oh fuck. And uh, a camera? Oh, yeah. The uh, songs of 54 were some of my favorites. You know that Mr. Sandman? That was Shaboom Shaboom. See? By the Chords, Earth Angel by the Penguins. Earth Angel, Earth Angel. And then 
Young at Heart by Frank oh, Sinatra. Oh, yes. If you're young at heart. And my favorite of all the crooners is Dino, Dean Martin. Yes. So he's saying... A legendary blues hound. When the moon hits your eye. Yes. Yep, that's Amore. Perry Como had Papa Loves Mambo. And then everybody's favorite shake, rattle and roll. Yeah. yeah so oh, people, everybody was yeah, dancing. It seemed like 54 was a great it year. Does. It Just, seems like you could go to the movies, see something amazing. You had you, good music. You could watch TV. But you couldn't go to a local hardware store in Wisconsin. No, you couldn't. Because I mean, don't do that. That Don't work at one. Where either. it all went yeah. wrong. Let's hear about Ed. Yeah, we're going to... Um, our show again was the most evil killers in the world, but I'm going to do a quick beforehand just on Augusta that I got from okay. news.com Australia. Actually, oh. Augusta, I think her re- original last name is Lerkey. Hmm. She was born in 1878 in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and she thought La Crosse was the big city. Uh-huh. So already she's fucked in the head because it's not <laughs> the big city. No. She's one of eight children, which sucks. I mean, maybe it doesn't. A lot of that many siblings could be fun. I mean, at this I think point, if you're, it was like yeah. your farm house. Right. You then know? it's difficult. Yeah. Um, she was part of the old Lutherans. So this is what these folk believed. Um, uh, every human thought and deed is injected with sin and sinful motives. Um, all humanity is guaranteed damnation in hell. I don't understand why that would be your church and that you would go to it. Like, what do you get out of that? I feel like it's always a buzzkill. I don't know. Every week you go and you're told you're going to hell no matter what you do. Yeah. And that everything you think of is sinful. Even when I planted those crops out there. Yeah, that's <laughs> sin. Even when I did make that cake for the Bobby's birthday. That was sinful, you bitch. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. What, what in the hell is that? Why is that a thing? What, my, what, what the hell? That's how you decide to live? Believing this? I don't understand. What, what's the purpose of it, though? To control who? You're being... Con- what? I don't understand this at all. I can't. Anyway, it seemed fucked. She mm-hmm. marries in 1900 George Gein, mm-hmm. who I wrote um, Advanced Booze Hound. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ed, or then Ed and his brother Henry, mm-hmm. I think, were born. Yeah. Um, we'll get into the fact that a little bit, Augusta was like a, uh, I mean, she ruled the roost. Yes. And she was, talk about domestic violence. And she hated sin, yet her husband was a huge booze hound. Yes. And she, yeah, and she would beat the crap out of him, yeah. and he had no balls. No. Well, because um, he was hammered. He was hammered all the time. Um, and she pretty much controlled her son, saying things to them like, stay a virgin forever, because women are, you know, the devil and whores. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, mama, you're a woman. Right. So are you the she devil? She probably thought that about herself. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. She was mean. All right. We're going to fast forward in time now. Augusta ha- is, or it's Augusta's past. Ed is living by himself. But first, they, you forgot the part where they had to move out yes, of okay, La Crosse. Yeah. Oh, you are getting get there? That, oh, yes. okay. Oh, um, my apologies. No, I will okay. get to that. Um, where it all hits the fan 
And all this comes out is actually in 1957 in a town in Wisconsin that's very small, like two buildings, it looks like, called Plainfield. They said the population has always stayed between 700 to 800. Right. So you can picture that. Those are my trimonkeys. That's where I grew up. So we see Max, who has lived there all his life, and he talks about... And he's cute. He was cute. Um, He talks about Ed, who was probably... A little older than, well, no. He was. He said he was like in upper high school, and Ed was was in his late thirties. Okay, right? Yeah. Um, Ed was born in that big city, Lacrosse, in 1906. But by the time he was eight years old, his parents were done with the big city life. (laughs) I mean, the big city was kicking their ass. This giant city. Mm -hmm. So they, Ed and his older brother Henry, his parents, they moved to Plainfield, which is a very obviously small town. Um, Augusta, Mom Augusta, she hated lacrosse because, as told by Harold, an author on the show, to her lacrosse was a Sodom and Gomorrah like Mm -hmm. hellhole. Is she seeing these kind of acts? Is she's going to the grocery store? What what is what is this coming from? Uh, I don't. I mean, nobody knows. But she moved because she didn't want her children to be corrupted by all the immoral influences of the big city. What is she seeing I in lacrosse? That I mean, is it a Sodom and Gomorrah? Because right now, everyone in our town is driving right over there now. Yeah. What I, in the I, hell? I don't know. So they moved to a. Uh, no, out of the nowhere, out of just away from everything mm-hmm. farmhouse, six miles of this t- tiny, tiny town, the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, um, and it's extremely remote, isolated, and just tiny. So it the, seems like yeah. lacrosse. She thought it was a big uh, city. It looked like in about 1950, it was like 40,000 people. Well, I mean, so it was probably a little less than that in 1906, but I mean, I guess oh, that's... in 1906 it was 30,000. All right, well, that's still not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's big, I guess, if it's... you want to live in a town of five. You know? Yes, it, yeah. The Gaines had a 150-acre farm, and Augusta, who was extremely dominating, a very devout Christian. Although I, mm-hmm. I, I'm putting quotes. Yes. Around that. Okay. She had extreme ideas about sin, about morality, and she would drum constantly hammer into her sons they are not allowed to socialize with anyone else because everyone else around them are fucking Mm -hmm. asshole sinners the women are huge fucking whores and you'd think her sons would be like i'll be right back mom i'm gonna go find some of these women yeah no but these dicks (laughs) these dicks did whatever she said and had not one rebellious streak so that makes me think again i mean beyond the this psychological abuse something i don't know i feel like they were off obviously but yeah uh this family unit was just you just they just hung out in their family there's no friends ed was friendless he would went to school he was teased a lot because he had a lazy eye and of course his family's not going to fix it and um but he was a really really good reader and then when he would finally make a friend and take the friend home uh, augusta would blow her top and say that the friend's probably like a fucking yeah, be a weirdo Poor. and say, you're never bringing that kid home Right, again. and say, get get the kid out. Um, never like, bring a kid right. home. I guess, mama. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure she beat the shit out of him, too. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm assuming. Um, his father was a huge drunken dick, um, an alcoholic, and he beat the shit out of the boys all the time, even though 
Augusta owned Augusta owned his ass. Mm-hmm. So George Gein would just beat his sons because they were younger and weaker, but he got his, the shit kicked out of him out of his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, when Ed became a teenager, he just became more and more isolated. He dropped out of school at 12 or 13. He seemed to be intelligent and a good reader, but he was so socially awkward that, mm-hmm. you know, he did not fit in with school as well as, the farm, I'm sure, was a lot of work, and you just had to right. Work and on they the said farm. he was a very good farmer. Right. He's he seems simple and with like I do this task, I know how to do it. Yeah. I do this task, I know how to do it. After watching this, I know he like something was wrong with him, but I find him a sympathetic character. I think because I he was so mentally ill. It. Yeah, I, I knew you would. I feel. Yes. I felt bad for him the whole time. Like nothing breaks my heart more than little kids who don't have friends. And I just, I'm like, what, I know. what do you And he tried to do? make them known. Yes. His mom put the kibosh. Like she ruined him. Yeah. Yes. She yeah. was evil. She was psychotic. Yeah. And then no wonder why he Ugh. did bad things. Ed, oh, in 1940, Ed. Ed's father, George, died of a heart attack. So 33-year-old Ed... And his brother Henry, who are full-grown adults at this time, and they're time. still home. They're, they're still, still home, living home. with Mama. They yep. have, do not have a spouse. They do not date. Mm-mm. They still live with Mama. And psychologists at the end believe that they would we'll find out what happened to Henry. That Ed yeah. was just trapped psychologically as a twelve-year-old and stunted mentally stunted. at that yes. age too. Yes, um, he thought he was twelve. He acted yeah. like he was twelve. Yes. Henry's more and more deciding, like, hey, it might be cool to get laid once in a while. <laughs> and my mom constantly putting uh, clothesline clips on my dick for punishment <laughs> is a real drag. It sure is. I think I want to go have a date. Let's and, like, get out hang of here. out and listen to rock around the clock. Yeah. And he decided to leave the house a bit more mm-hmm. and more. And Ed, who worshipped his mother, thought of her as a goddess. She was the... She was his life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like Norm and Norma Bates. Mm-hmm. The mom was correct all the time. Uh, mom, everything mom said, criticize, whatever. She was right to do that. She beats me. She was right to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry disagreeing with mom pissed Ed off. Ed didn't understand why Henry would not want to be yeah. around mom. Uh and all that thing. And you and can all see, that like, stuff. it's kind of exciting, right? Because yes. he has to have felt stifled, too, right? Like, they kept saying it was a love-hate uh, issue. But at the same time, he was just so um, offended that his brother right. would, would want to get away. And it was like, he kind of wanted to get away. But then he or was like, no, he, no, no. He, yeah. Yeah. He could have thought, too, if mom hears that you're having these thoughts, what if she yeah. thinks I'm having yeah. these thoughts? And what oh, if she beats the shit yeah, out of me? What right? is she going to say? And is she going to be disappointed? Ed did work all around town. He got some more socializing as a handyman mm-hmm. that he was pretty good at. And of course, as all killers that are fucked in the head, everyone in town thought he was nice and friendly and um, said hello. And he just seemed decent. 1944. But just a little weird. You I know? mean, just weird. Yeah, just a little odd. Yeah. Kind of had a weird laugh, laughed at some weird stuff said some weird awkward sure things and then did. you're like all right then bye that's Ed. Just Ed. yeah you yep. know that's ed yep he's a mama's boy at 35 yep in 1944 henry dies terribly really a brush fire gets out of control on their farmland ed and henry were out there together 
trying to put out the fire, as Ed says. Ed also says he got separated from Henry as the fire was going. Ed couldn't find Henry at all, so he runs for help. After getting help, he leads the help directly to Henry's dead body. Right there. I mean, come on. How did you know he was here? Um, There is some mysterious bruises on Henry's head. In other words, it looks like someone beat the shit out of his head. The verdict, though, after the medical examiner just studied Henry's body um, was heart attack while fighting the fire. (laughs) So um, just and then he Hmm. fell in the heart attack and just managed to hit his head on a rock 42 times. He got up and he fell again. He got up and fell again. What the hell here again? That's forensic science in the 1950s. I guess. He didn't just fall on a rock. What are the odds? Jeez. Uh, when Ed's major crimes were uncovered about a decade or so after, now they, they think back and think, oh, geez. Mm. Ed probably had a hand in killing Henry mm-hmm. due to the fact that Henry thought Augusta sucked ass. Mm-hmm. Augusta was so, um, like, the strong bond yes. between her and Ed that was so intense when Henry was gone, even though Augusta did seem to mourn Henry's death, uh, she had a stroke after Henry died, and Ed was almost ecstatic to be able to be alone with her and now care for her completely. Mm-hmm. So it's just him and mommy. Um, she never recovered. She lasted about 19 months and Ed just took care of her in every single way. He maybe had the upper hand physically now, but now he could show her what a good boy he is and take care of her. She had another stroke and died on December 29th, 1945. Ed at 39 was, I mean, broken. broken. I, yeah. I think a huge yes. part of her, his personality his person died with her because she was him. She told him what to do and he did it. The guy who was telling part of the story, the guy with the really small eyes and the glasses, he also, didn't he say like Ed would like get into bed with her and rub her hair? Yes. Just like on Bates Motel. Yes. And like was really. And who knows if there is sexually inappropriate acting going on. There could have been. When she died, they said he acted like, a child at yes. her funeral wailing and crying as a 40 year old crying yeah. and they were like that just he didn't have adult emotions no. at all like he could not that you can't cry at your mom's funeral but like he was out of his mind yes. out of control absolutely yes yeah. and that should have been a red flag but i guess right. nobody what what were you gonna do there's well, it no was just always like yeah, yeah they're, that's they're it together right you know Now Ed is alone in this shitty, shitty farmhouse. It's falling Mm -hmm. apart. It's gross. It's like something out of Hoarders, but maybe Hoarders was probably better. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. There's no electricity in the house. He has no human contact, no friends. He cannot socialize. I don't know if at this point he would even understand what a friend was what a friendly relationship would be, what another type of human relationship would be. I don't know if he would understand that at all. He's spiraling out of control. And the next 12 years, he's just working on, as they believe, recreating the world that he had when his mother was in Uh his world. 
and he, what he's doing in these 12 years that no one finds out about until they do is just living in a fantasy pretend world where Augusta is still there. Again, like Norman right. Bates. Right. Uh, Ed would go out every once in a while, help someone on the farm. He would go, you know, shopping or get some supplies. But he was always... And he always, would go to neighbors and eat yes. at their houses and stuff. And what like, do you talk yeah. about? Like, Ed, you smell real bad. Are you yeah, taking a shower? How's it going, Ed? I haven't seen you around in two years. He would constantly go to his mother's grave. What is um, fine, I think. He would pitch in and help neighbors if they did need help. So he socialized that way a little yeah. bit. They had no idea, though, what was he was really doing at all. He had kept his personal life extremely closed well, off and he private. Had not, and yeah. no, but did no one go over and knock on his door and say, Ed, are you, are you okay in there? No. No, I guess not. The entire town in November 16th, decided all the men were going to go. It was deer hunting opener season. And the cute old guy was like, there ain't no one in town. No, they're all hunting deer. Not one person was in town. Everyone was out in the fields, in the forest. Boozing and hunting. Yep. Ed drives to the hardware store uh, that was owned by a woman named Bernice Warden. And for the weeks before that, people had said Ed was getting a little... Not flirty, but inappropriate flirty. Because I'm sure this fucker didn't know how to flirt. No. I mean, what would he say to a woman? Well, and just that he was like kind of bothering her. They kept saying, yes. like, he was always in there and just like standing around and like, Ed, can I help you get something? And no. You'd probably just stare at her just like a weird night. fucker. Yeah. And she was like, okay, then. Like, yeah. he's making her feel a little uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and. They, it was an obsession, they thought. He would talk to her. They did say he tried to ask her out, and I think she said, fuck no. Ew. Like, what the hell? But did do you think she wondered, like, is Ed Gein hot? She might have. Do you think she had that question? She might have. Hmm. Um, so this November 16th, Ed doesn't go hunting. He goes into Bernice's hardware store, and he buys a gallon of antifree. Antifree. <laughs> he buys ethyl Mertz glycol antifree. She Bernice pours says, it out of a yeah, big vat. Yeah, she yep. says, sure, bitch. Gives it to him. He goes, <laughs> signs his receipts, goes back to his truck, comes back, back in, and then says, can I see that rifle on the wall? And she should have been like, hell no. Mm, it's time um, for you to go. Yeah, you, don't, you can't have a gun in your hands. But she gives him the gun. She turns back around. He shoots her in the back of the head and kills her in her shop as she's trying to help him and be nice to this weird freak. Mm -hmm. He takes her body just in broad daylight, but no one's around, puts it in his truck, takes it home. Now this, if you know Ed Gein, you understand what's coming. If you don't, this this is foulness you can't even, you can't even imagine so if you haven't heard this story, alert. just be aware. Just be alert. If you need to go take your diarrhea a little bit and then come yeah. back, listen. Um, so since it's deer season, no one's around. No one notices, even her son, that she's just gone out of the store. She's not running the store, working the store. The store is open. She's nowhere to be seen, but no one is noticing. Later in the day, her son comes back and he's like, Mom, where are you? You know, what's going on? He sees this huge trail of blood across the floor and is horrified. He... 
suspects Gein right away because he's yes. been a weird dick for her for yep. weeks. And of course, he has his dumbass receipt with his name on yes. it as the last person who was with her. He grabs the sheriff, which was smart, and just goes to Ed's house. The sheriff brings some more deputies, I guess, with. Um, they go to his house. They can't find him at first. They find him having dinner at a neighbor's house and arrest him right away. They just, I mean, can he, they didn't take him in for questioning. They just arrest him. Yeah. Um, and then they go to his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a documentary. I forget what it's called on the, these police these deputies talking about what it was like to go in that house totally thinking you're just going into a farmhouse totally on no idea your brain their brains probably couldn't even think that this was possible i don't even know if they could comprehend that no it's like the abattoir right you you, they could i don't think they could understand that someone could do this yes they go in i think they went into the back summer kitchen first which was a little shed on the back of the the house since it didn't have any electricity which is more horrifying they're just with shitty flashlights Mm -hmm. and they find what they first think is a deer hanging from the rafters that's been gutted and it's not a deer it's bernice Bernice. and this picture is online so be careful like if you google ed gein this their actual photo they took of this is online so beware is hanging from her feet and she has been cut yes. stem to stern. Yes. And gutted. Yes. And looks just blood. And then her blood, blood is out. all. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the men are horrified to the point like they're instantly almost traumatized. Vomiting. Yeah. Yes. And they're vomiting, traumatized. They can't even believe this yes. is true. At first, they couldn't even believe it was her. Like Abattoir, you know, like yes. our Patreon Yes. News goes across town. People are shocked. I mean, like, I don't think Ed would do something like that. But he he mm. did. They take her body, um, take her down, and they decide to go into the house. Some rooms are boarded up. But the kitchen, like one, the kitchen looks like where he's been living. Just in the kitchen, there's like a cot in there. And it's like trash and garbage is just stacked to the ceiling like a like a hoarder's house it's just a sh- like probably shit and piss and all of that mm-hmm. too um it stinks like death he never had taken his trash out so this is 12 years um never went to the dump uh he just would go literally to the dump mm-hmm. and bring shit back to his house it was so that's awful enough so that even alone having shit and piss and garbage all over a house to walk through is probably shocking to them but that was a walk through the park. Mm-hmm. They discover like, oh, wow, look at these chairs. He must have got them from, you know, oh, oh, geez, it's a human flesh chair. <laughs> oh, geez, he made the lampshade out of the human skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's got the human heads as a bowl for a cereal. Yes. And look at he's got his work gloves are made from a corpse hand. Yes. This man had furniture made from human flesh and bone. And he made them. He made them and used them. Like, eat out of all of the... the, I saw a picture of the corpse gloves. It's it's so awful. So awful. Um, He Um, he had the jar... Oh, He made a belt out of nipples. I mean... 
He just sewed. That's a. Des- I like the thought where he's going together. with the design. And he um, literally put a buckle and a loop on it. And I don't agree with the process. He, he did have it. a box full of female genitalia. Yes, he sure did. He did he know what to do with it? I don't, I don't think, think he did. So. He did paint them and tie them with ribbons. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nice. A painted pussy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He. I mean, <laughs> oh. I guess. He had um, mm. human lipped shade yep. pull. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, where he put the parts with the furniture is an odd choice to me yep. on some things. As they're going through, first of all, you can't, I couldn't imagine the smell. No. Then. Because the other thing besides all these body parts was it was just a shithole. Like yes. he hadn't thrown anything away and he had sealed up parts of the house because he wanted to remember it just like his mom right. was. And so mm-hmm. it was just disgusting. Um, they did find porn in there, uh-huh. which I'm sure they were shocked at the most. <laughs> Medical textbooks, of yep. course, some Nazi concentration shit, which is fucked. Oh, he loved Ilsa Cook. Uh, and he yeah. was reading because he still was reading, right? Oh, and you just he, read all the time. Yes. Read about all these. And since he worked on the farm, he knew how to prepare a carcass. And he just would strip women of their body. He sure did. And what his main... Uh, goal was to make a woman skin suit he had skin masks that were all around his room so i think there were like 12 women of that um their skulls were preserved he would he actually added lipsticks to some of the skin yes. masks yep. um did he steal the lipstick or was it augusta's i, think I don't it was think he's buying moms them. no uh the skin suit had the upper torso of a woman and then women leggings so skin leggings mm-hmm. um oh. he confessed he would put on the skin suit and the female skin mask and walk around his yard mm-hmm. and pretend to be his mother mm-hmm. did he say come here henry i'm gonna put a clothespin on your penis oh and he would just uh, traps around yeah uh well, his mother dies. So if we go back in time a bit, he starts going nuts. So in 1947, he starts grave robbing. What he does is he looks in the obits for someone that's recently died. He, if he knew the woman and knew he was size, shape, looked like his mom, he would d- dig up the grave, take just parts. I don't think he would take the whole body. He would just slowly cut like an arm, a leg, a blah, blah, blah. Take what he wanted, cover the grave back up, which is a hell of a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, and take it back to his house. And they believe he did that. He only admitted to doing that for eight women, but they found 12 skulls. Yeah. So he didn't say a few. So either he couldn't remember or he was hiding some things. Mm-hmm. Um, my God. So they take him to the police station in custody and they're trying to understand what the hell is going through his head and what the hell causes him to do this. They also are... Un- trying to find out if he had anything to do with the disappearance of a local woman who had been missing since 1954 named Mary Hogan, who was last seen in Plainfield. Um, she just, just disappeared enough and just was missing and not a word from her. And the townspeople just really didn't know, but the police knew she was still on their list of missing people. So when they're going through his house, the investigators 
pull out one of his face masks mm. and it was Mary Hogan. Mm-hmm. And they realized, oh, he killed her when she disappeared in 1954. Mm-hmm. He killed her. But again, oh. this is a small town. I don't understand how they're just like, oh, she disappeared. Like, you know, when someone, someone took her, is she was gone in, bars. in a yeah. small town. Like, so people knew like of her. It's a big deal. I don't know how they were oh. just like, hmm, I wonder well, what happened. That's what happened. She done run off. Uh, he again must have associated something with her and his mother um, and needed to have her face well she was a barkeep so she, yes. he probably thought she was very wicked right maybe right? yes yeah. and they say he's he was balancing kind of like you said this rage to his mom yeah and then his love for his mom yeah and wanting to live wanting it to be back in time where his mama was there um, and he couldn't handle, obviously he couldn't handle emotionally and mentally his no, mom being dead no. and he had to recreate that. Ed starts talking, but he asked for, what did he ask for? A pie with a cheese on it? Yes. What kind of hellish apple thing is that? Apple pie with a cheese on top. Who wants a cheese on their apple pie? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know either. And then they were like, um, okay. Okay. They said that showed that he was like the well, emotional maturity of a four-year-old. Like murdered people? Yes. I don't know. Um, so he was acting very much so like a teenage boy in a man's body. He said that he did these terrible things, um, murdering Bernice and Mary, that he would dig up body parts, uh, make them into his treasures. But people could not believe it. You can't, you can't believe it. We're in no. the age of where we've seen it all on TV. Yeah. The, if you just think people are normal and then you see this, that no. it would blow your mind. You, you wouldn't be able to no. grasp it at all. It would be tr- absolutely traumatic. And the effort he took to they said, dig up the graves and bring the corpses. And they went to the cemeteries and looked up all these corpses, they said. And they found that they were all missing parts. That The story was true. He would go when the soil was fresh right after they were buried, dig them up. When they dug up some of these, they would see, oh, they're, they're, she's missing a head. She's missing arms. She's missing her feet. Yes. That kind of gross fucking shit. Ed, again, is not only admitting, he's not admitting to as many crimes as they found in his house um and forensic science is just not was not there to try to identify some of the body parts that he had to find out who these women were and they believe the only he only targeted women or pulled women's bodies out and except for the one male he possibly killed which was his brother Brother. yes uh he just was trying to reenact relive be bring augusta back to life and have her there because she again was him she told him how to think told him what to do told him right or wrong told him yeah you know even though she probably hated her he exists he just must have felt he existed and there was some psychosis there right like he was thinking she was taught like what did he say the trees were talking to him or something yeah i'm sure he was schizophrenic in a very violent way obviously um this spreads clearly through the state the nation it becomes this right story of this fucking weirdo in this ghoulish farmhouse and it's right. suddenly super famous his story is famous people are flocking to plainfield trying to see him trying to see his house um he while he's waiting for trial is in a mental home in 1957, he pleads not guilty by reason of insanity and then is declared unfit to stand trial mm-hmm. and put into a mental home again. He is clinically psychotic, they say. He has hallucinations. He hears voices. Um, and 
is just living obviously he's living in this fantasy world where this is the his actions here are giving him right. what he wants which right. is getting his mom back in 1958 the property he lived in is auctioned off and then mysteriously burned to the ground they say it was probably arson well you think um but the house is gone all the shit in there is gone although they did police evidence has you can look online and see the police evidence where they took out some of his ghoulish creations people would come from hours and miles to drive and see ed gein's lot to drive and see you know where his house was um someone used brought his car and had it in his carnival uh people are constantly stealing his gravestone Ed Gein. Yes. You know, just leave the poor bastard's gravestone. I mean, he's a gross fuck. I know. I mean, yeah. Um, he stayed in a central hospital for 11 years until he was finally able to stand trial for the first degree murder of Bernice. The trial lasted a week. He was found guilty. And then he was just stuck back into the mental institution because he yeah. was fucked in the head. Yeah. Hardcore. She said the lady who worked there, didn't they interview some lady yes. who worked there? And she was like, he was not coherent. She said he was like, did they have him all drugged up or something? Probably, I mean, but yeah. I think he was such in a different yeah. realm of reality yeah. that he, I don't know if he even knew how to talk to people yeah, that weren't his mom. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, and he is in the same cemetery with his mom and yes. all the graves he dug up. All his and- victims. <laughs> yes. Uh, the the hmm. nurse also tells a story of a little girl she met that used to that eat, would go eat with him or he would br- he must have brought bowls over because who would go in his house but she realized he the bowls were his human skull bowls she was eating soup out of yes I would never be able to have soup again or oh. eat out of a bowl no once you gosh this bowl is real weird it looks like the tap of a head mm-hmm. oh Ed dies in nineteen eighty four of lung cancer. cancer yeah. I am hoping he was able to see break into electric boogaloo in theaters before he passed. Um, as you said, he's buried next to mama um, and the bodies he shit on and yep. desecrated. Yep. Um, oh, the dogs what are fighting that? upstairs. Oh. And that's when after or the carnival workers, would use his stuff he became like this legend of yeah. horror. also becoming you know uh, hitchcock bought the book psycho yep. the guy who wrote psycho heard about ed gein mm-hmm. and thought what a great story well of course it's a great horror story and he turned yeah. it into psycho psycho became a phenomenon um obviously science of the lambs all of those that are based on this because it's such a an unbelievably yeah. horrific story. And then yeah. when you hear all of those horror movies are based on a real person doing this is so fucked. Um, but then what would he, what mental illness, what would he have gotten for help that? I don't know. Like no. would someone even understand what he was? I don't know if they would even understand his thoughts that no, how deranged he was. I, I don't uh, Um, so he's just been this case study of psychotic, really, the psycho, the the human body parts, the grotesque person. Wearing skin. Yeah, skin yeah. suits, just not living in reality. And then mother, all of this is mm-hmm. done for mother, the ultimate mama's boy, which I don't know if he had sexual feelings towards his mother, inappropriate like that, or if he just was, my life was mother. Right. And now that she's gone, what do I do? I don't know. It doesn't um, seem like they really ever found out. No. Uh, 
because if he's not able to yeah. communicate what he thinks properly yeah. or he's just such so yeah. mentally ill, I don't know. Well, that's good old Ed and mother. Um, she did a bang up job. <laughs> Dad, did. you really hung in there and really did a bang up job. You messed stuff yeah. up too. Yeah. And uh, due to your efforts, we have the Ed Gein. Yeah. Yes. Murder and fucked known as parents. Ed all right. Well, join us next week when we have a wonderful mother um, that raised a I wonder killer. who it's going to be. We're excited. Uh-huh. If you want to join our Patreon and support us, wonderful. Leave us a review if you have a chance. We really could use those. Join yes. our Facebook, Instagram. Let us know what you think. Give us a All review. Right. Bye. Bye.